0: If I can do it, you can do it too. And how can I help you do this?
1: Don't settle. Never don't settle.
0: Just go full sin. <laughs> His battle, our fight. It's you know, a goal, an achievable goal, and maybe even a high, high, high level goal you may never get. Well it's it's a wonderful way for us to make each other stronger. I I feel like that my strength comes from him, and so I try to give all my stuff, you know, to him. You know, take down those barriers um, and those false beliefs that they can't do it. Put yourself in uncomfortable positions because it's going to happen and the sooner you can get comfortable being uncomfortable, the better you're going to be. In this moment, you can decide to take hold, move forward, and go head on, up, over, and through. It's do or do not. Through these stories and perspectives, we hope to give insight to the challenges we all face every day. Paying it forward through learned experience. Because quitting is too hard. For those who refuse to give up and continue to find a way, this is your fuel. Brought to you by Western Contours Podcast and our partners. Western Fly Covers. Ultralight protection for your gear. Stay on your game backcountry archery the passion and intent of ethical hunting led to the pursuit of building the most lethal bow setups while increasing accuracy the crazy elk company simple solutions in gear giving back to the passion that has given so much
1: 25, 26, 27. Breathe. Stop. Check your surroundings and the new perspective you've gained. You might think I'm talking about attitude, hardships, climbing mountains, or hunting. And my answer to you is simply, yes. I can't identify the precise moment I came up with this strategy for both hunting and life, but I can sure tell you some moments in which I wished I had it. In 2009, I was a freshly certified helicopter repeller for the US Forest Service on my first national response of the season with our crew. We were attached to a fire in Northern California at a working helibase with numerous other aviation resources. Word came down from the mountains that a remote dip site used by helicopters to get water to drop on the fire needed supervision and I was tasked to take over. Upon my arrival, I noticed several severe safety concerns and worked quickly to amend them. By mid-afternoon, the operation was running smoothly and I was staffing the crash-rescue equipment as required, but calmly watching what had become a routine operation to me. Helicopters came in for water and left heavy to support our brothers and sisters on the ground. One iteration, however, was not like the rest. The helicopter failed to maneuver correctly and struck their tail rotor on the rim of the water source. I recall yelling at a young man full of adrenaline next to me who took off sprinting with a fire extinguisher to stop. We needed to wait until the rotor stopped prior to assisting, but I didn't make it through the sentence before a 10-foot section of the main rotor blade flew over our heads. I radioed for help as we sprinted over the embankment. My training took over and we successfully managed the scene and got the pilots the care they needed. One shift of working with federal aviation investigators later, I was back at the helibase working to load cargo into nets destined for crews working and sleeping on remote sections of the fire. Another crew at the helibase was also a repel crew and the day came where they were required to perform practice repels to maintain proficiency. We needed that at least once every 14 days. They took flight and I continued to labor about my tasks until I heard a scream. I looked up to see a man descending from the sky at an alarming rate. Had I seen what I just thought I saw? A person had fallen out of the helicopter from roughly 200 feet or more. The determined look in my boss's eyes as he sped past our location with our certified medical personnel told me they witnessed it too. I ran over to see how I could assist only to feel absolutely helpless as a flurry of activity occurred around our fallen brother. I stood motionless as they attempted to revive him until one person saw me and quietly asked me to go wait at our helicopter pad for the return of our ship and have him shut down on arrival. I anxiously listened to the radio traffic and knew exactly the outcome when my boss asked for a landline number to provide an update. We don't announce deaths over the radio. Our crew was forever changed that day. We left that fire under strict instruction to watch for signs of stress in each other, excessive drinking, major life changes, episodes of anger. I lovingly took care of my coworkers amidst many of these outbursts. One drank so much Canadian Hunter I would suspect Canada would consider him a citizen. He also left his oven on for a week straight. One moved suddenly out of a home he'd lived with and friends for years to a small place by himself. Another smashed all his dishes in the street. I was so preoccupied with their emergencies, I didn't see how close I was to drowning in my own. I didn't sleep for days at a time. I'd lost weight. And I swear if you looked at me wrong, I felt like I could have watered the desert with my tears. I existed like this for months before I recognized the brokenness in me. And even then it took months more to labor through my challenges because I tried to confront them all at once. The trauma was overwhelming. Now, I tell you that story not for empathy. I tell it because you can't be a solid pillar of support for others, your family and friends, when you yourself are crumbling. It's only a matter of time. Address it. See yourself clearly and take small, digestible steps towards where you want to be. For me, my example of that mentality comes from a magic number while I'm hunting. 27. It's 27 steps at a time. Even when I hunt with my mother, there's been days she looks at the mountain ahead and says, there is no way I can't, I'm going back to camp. I smile and ask her for 27 steps. We do that and we look at the new terrain that it exposed. We enjoy the view, we might grab a snack or water and if we're lucky, that new perspective has revealed just what we're after. If not, I smile ruefully and tell her that 500 more iterations of that and we'll be at the top. And you know what? We summit every time. Find your 27 steps in life. Attack it in digestible, manageable pieces. Pretty soon, you'll see that now the mountain lays under your feet, and the views ahead are full of possibilities.